Welcome to episode three of the Top Human Podcast. This is actually part two of episode two, where Sarah and I were talking about the practical side of energy work. We talked for about an hour and a half total, so I split up that interview with her into two parts. We went about an hour in episode two. There's about 20, 25 minutes left for this one in episode three. My conversation with Sarah was very interesting, opened up a lot of doors for me and opened up a lot of avenues, a lot of rabbit holes we could dive into. There's still rabbit holes I still have to dive into from that conversation. Quick recap, last time we talked about Sarah's story, how she got into what she's gotten into, how her kundalini awakening spontaneously happened one day. We talk about what kundalini awakenings even are. Definitely there was some learning on my part there and just dove into the practical side of what this looks like, of what energy work can look like for people and how you get into some of the X-Men capabilities that could potentially actually be real, but how a lot of that kind of gets stifled at a young age. In case you're wondering if you can see, I'm on a treadmill. That's why I'm moving around a lot on this video. I think it's important to keep your energy moving. And for me, I realized that I have more energy than most people. That's something that I am aware of and am doing things actively to make sure that my energy is not staying stuck in my body, but that I'm actively using it. Part of that for me is working at a treadmill desk, not sitting down. These are the types of things that I mean when I like the practical side of energy work. How can we practically do things and make changes, change our habits, bring on new habits that are very practical implementations and will give us direct results with our bodies, with our energy, with our mindset, with our psyche. I don't see a lot of that going around these days. There's a lot of people who think they have answers for stuff, things that are very hand wavy. I'm looking for very practical results driven experiences, results driven exercises and habits. We get into a little bit more of that with Sarah on the rest of this call. We talk about how can somebody start their own energy work? How can somebody realize what's unique about them relative to your average person? For example, for me, it took me a long time to even realize I have more energy than most people and realize that that is a unique thing about me. So how can you realize what's unique about you if you're still looking for those aspects? We also talk about how important it is to be curious and stay open and experiment because there's, that's part of how you discover. That's part of the journey. That's how you go through the journey is by putting one foot in front of the other into somewhere you've never been before. It's all part of the conversation. I want to thank you for tuning in to episode three, part two with Sarah. Definitely stick around, subscribe to the podcast. I've got several other episodes coming soon with some guests that are good friends of mine, and I'm very excited to have those conversations and bring them onto the podcast. This one with Sarah was interesting, to be honest, for me, definitely a little out there, even for myself. She has several years more experience in this world, in this realm than I do, in the energy work side of things. There's still plenty that I don't know. And just like any journey, the more you learn, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I realize there's a lot that I don't know. Sarah has a perspective that's pretty unique. As she says in episode one, it's a little spicy. It's a little out there. As you get into this work, that's just the way it is. Everyone has a different perspective. Energy manifests and shows itself in a lot of different ways. 
So part of the journey is just discovering what that means for you. And there's probably not a ton of evidence, unfortunately, for a lot of this energy work stuff, which is part of why I'm doing this, part of why I'm starting this podcast and starting to get the word out and have these conversations because I'm curious. I wanna know what's real. I wanna know what's possible. I've seen videos that have blown my mind and I want to see what else is out there because there's some pretty crazy, mind-blowing, incredible things we can do with our body's energy, with our life energy, whatever you want to call it. And there's got to be more. There's got to be more. So it's all part of the conversation that I'm having, that I'm starting. It's all part of this podcast. It's all part of what I'm doing at Top Human. So thanks again for tuning in. In the second part of this conversation, we start the conversation with how can somebody start learning about themselves and what their energy is like, what their unique aspects, what their unique gifts might be. Another thing we talk about in this episode, which I think is very important, is being curious and staying open. If you are on the journey of self-discovery, if you're going down the road of entrepreneurship, if you're on your spiritual path, being curious is so important. You have to continue to learn new things and try new things that you haven't tried before because that is how you're going to get to places you've never been before. That's how you're going to achieve the success that you want, which might be new to you because it's something that you haven't had in the past. And so to get it, you're going to have to do things differently if you want different results. And that's just the way it is. So anyway, enough of me talking. Let's dive into part two of my conversation with Sarah. Here we go so many things we're gonna have to do another episode at some point yeah i would love to yeah (laughs) so much but one thing that i think people might be curious about is and we've talked about this already everyone's different everyone's different so even in modern society as it is today knowing what knowing who you are is a challenge in capitalist America, corporate America, it's what are you going to do as a job for there? That's what that looks like, right? When you're 18, yeah. pick something because you got to study a thing, one thing in college, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Even that for me was hard. And then as I got into entrepreneurship, which is the spiritual thing, it's what business am I going to start? And that I made, I don't want to say the wrong choices, but I made the unaligned choices for several yeah. <laughs> years until I finally started Top Human. What you were saying earlier about kids, right? What if someone can see bones or remote view with the whole blindfold thing? As someone starts this journey, the problem with knowing who you are is it's your normal. If you ask a fish what water is, it's going to be like, what what water? What are you talking about? So anything you have to say about like, how do we self-discover on our Mm. journey? Like, how do you know this is a thing that's unique about me? To me, it's normal. But to everyone else, it's like, whoa, you can do that? Like, how do you find that thing? That's a wonderful question. I think that staying aligned in your own heart space, so showing up to that warmth, that space Mm -hmm. of, oh, I, I just felt these tingles, establishing that connection with other humans, I think puts us in a space, Mm. yeah, to have open dialogue. I think it's really common in like a business sense that like, I didn't go look you up on the internet prior to this conversation. I didn't go look to see who is this human that I'm (laughs) talking to and like, where is he located? What is his deal? How many followers? Whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that because I feel very led by consciousness. And if I have that sort of sensation that 
whatever it is that feels good, whether that's warmth or tingly or just openness, even neutrality, then I'll move forward with that. And so that opens the body up to being able to then speak with others about things that are perhaps unknown to one another and to have those conversations of like, for instance, I know that I've seen a number of things that other people are not aware of. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that have seen things that I'm not aware of. (laughs) And it's actually one of my favorite things to share that treasure box with somebody else and to sit in that space. And so for me, again, I'll go back and say the same thing of being the invitation by simply putting my own body in a state of curiosity related to who I am. And so then that also invites the other to be in that question with me, where I'm willing to see or hear, or then to also take a pause with a person too, to allow that moment to take a breath or to take a pause and to sense deeper into like, what is that next question or that juicy space? Or like, how do I want <laughs> to say, how do I want to say that? Yeah. Waiting for the information to rise up. So in terms of making like lists as to how to do any number of these <laughs> things, like the Virgo in me wants to do that and wants to just write whole manuals and to-do lists with right. checkboxes and gold stars <laughs> and like... <laughs> Like, no, this is the path though, you guys. Reality is it's so much cooler than that because we each have our own spirit that leads us and all those spirits are also entangled on that quantum level. And so it's a matter of, do you want to be the person that drives the same route to work every day and eats the same sandwich and says hi to Bill and talks about the weather (laughs) and like it's Groundhog Day. One of the things that I can say in my own practice that I used to open myself up constantly, like almost on a day-to-day basis, is taking different routes, trying new things, being willing to talk to somebody that I might have a little bit of nervousness with. Yeah, there's a little something there. Yeah, there's something there where I'm like, (laughs) what is that though? And just... yeah. Yeah, to just be willing to walk into places that are unknown. I think that it helps you to then establish that, oh, that experience isn't scary. Okay, cool. So my body can start to trust those little places. And then when those larger things come down, it's not a shock and awe campaign. It's not a contraction of the nervous system. And holy crap, what just happened? Yeah, it's a wow, this world is just so deeply amazing. (laughs) Like, so cool. Yeah, yeah. And you said at the beginning of it, too, you said, sharing your story, and like the whole example thing. And something that I've started to learn about me, oh, I've, I've known for a long time. I've always been a quiet person. My mom said, even as a baby, I barely cried. And oh, like wow. wanted or like asked for things. I'm a very good listener because I listen more in whatever group or whoever person I'm talking to. Usually I'm doing like 90% of the listening. So something I've had to learn and I'm still learning, I'm still training my nervous system to do it. Uh-huh. Right? Logically, I know it's a thing, but I have to still train my body to do it is self-disclosure. Oh, And this is a thing that I've learned too. I'm reading a book um, basically about relationships and like attachment styles and healthy attachment styles has self-disclosure where you're, no one prompted me, but I'm just going to share this thing, Uh which is something I've pretty much never done. But I see other people do it all the time. People like to talk about themselves and they'll just keep going and going and going. 
which yeah. still is surprising. It's like amazing. And they're like, wow, you can just go. But that whole idea of self-disclosure, which is what you said at the beginning, to like discover yourself, you almost have to share something and then see what kind of comes next. Mm -hmm. And that I think is real. Like I can still, I, I believe it's true. I just haven't done it enough. I still need to work on that myself. But I mean, that it relates to what you were saying about sharing yeah. your story. And I loved how you said it, putting your body in a state of curiosity or a place of curiosity. Yeah. And I think we kind of lack curiosity sometimes. Yeah. And true curiosity, because we don't know what, it, you know, it's not cause and effect based. So, so much of our yeah. world is knowing, um, like, I feel like we're often slight gamblers, like having that, the machine where you put in a quarter, you know, you're going to get something from that machine. Like the likelihood is extremely probable that it's going to work on that day and you're going to get something. But then the gambling aspect is like maybe what little plastic toy is inside that little bubble that you get. And so it's a safe parameter to play with the unknown or the curiosity of, Ooh, what will I receive? Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is that we get used to only stretching that that concept so far. And if we go deeper and say, oh my gosh, what else is possible that I have never experienced? <laughs> what would my body like to remember from any space or time? What would like to arrive within my consciousness right now, right away today? And just asking a question from a space that doesn't have like a, a demand of an answer that also opens that field letting up it even bubble greater, up. letting it bubble up and letting yeah. it be revealed. And then that's when you just get that unbelievable synchronicity where your life is led by that instead of time. Ooh. Yeah. Led by your consciousness instead of time. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's essentially something that I had no idea that my life would develop into. And if I look back and mm -hmm. say what is a result of this awakening that is just tangible and extremely evidential it's that my life runs on synchronicity and what I put into the field actively arrives at any point in time and it's been fascinating to me like I said I've had things that I asked for 15 years ago show up in real time manifestation becomes this really interesting thing with, <laughs> with like what's possible and like how much do you want to play in parallel universes and how much is that just a level of woo that's like whoa it's <laughs> it's know? out there <laughs> it's out there it's out there no but the manifestation but, you know, stuff is fascinating it is it is and yeah. like man if i am not just a student and just a receiver in the area of manifestation, as much as I have experienced the mind-blowing things, it's an area where I don't have mastery, but... But always been, improving. It, always improving and have been graced by enough of it that I don't discount it. I think that's something I would love to see mix in with science. Like I want to see even more about what's possible with self-study experiments too, because for me, that's um, mm -hmm. essentially what like magic with a K is just hypothesizing that something is possible for you, whether that's healing mm. or seeing something occur in reality or whatever. So again, it's 
embodying and, and knowing that something will occur before you've seen it. And then just trusting that it will show up in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what Joe Dispenza talks about, right? He's yeah. like, imagine the, or visualize and feel what's going to come. Yes. And practice that. And practice it. And there's simple, simple practices that like, I did one this morning where you envision that you're biting into a lemon. You, you literally start to you salivate. salivate. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, it's a little bit like training that muscle in your body to be like, oh, if I need $500 in cash to show up, do I also want to imagine like, oh yeah, money has that certain smell. It has a feel. Do I even want to go? And <laughs> do like, I can my, smell it now. My child, you can, <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, what is, what's a pleasant memory association that you have with being given cash? And a lot of those for me are like childhood memories where my body was just lit mm. even over like a $2 bill. Because when you're a kid, it's, oh man, this is whoa, <laughs> money, you know, as an adult money maintains pretty complex narratives for most of us about where yeah. we have to put it and what it needs to do and whatnot. And so I think a lot of things fall into that category, like our health as well. And the more that we can be curious, expand to what's possible. Yeah, uh, yeah we can essentially receive that ping back or that feedback of, oh, okay, cool. We got to be curious. That's one thing I notice about me is I'm a very curious person and I'll try several things until I find what works for me yeah. <clears throat> and I don't mind trying the extremes too in my diet I was vegan and then now I'm carnivore yes and I, like I understand I've tried it all and like yeah. most people would would never do either one of those I'm very passionate about just the idea of curiosity yeah. and don't just take what people tell you to do from a textbook or whatever but like experiment and don't be afraid to push the boundaries of your experimenting to try oh, yes. the farther sides because that's when you're going to really find what's more resonating for yourself. I agree completely. I think we're at a time where we can, like I said, look on the internet and find just about anything in terms of, yeah, like, do you want to start a regimen doing this particular activity? And here are the people that have had results within that. And I think for me, some of it, some of the remembrance piece is finding resonance. So if I do choose to like, for instance, search for a technique to like fall asleep faster, I'm going to find hundreds of thousands of those, but which one's for me? So that's where I get right. to show up to my sensation body. And if I'm surfing on YouTube, looking for that guided meditation at night or whatever it is, I'll even close my eyes so that I can like get to this experience so that I'm not exposed where I'm like, okay, scroll finger, go, let me close my eyes. And my finger is like a magnet to the one oh, that's for interesting. me. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, initially what sparked my interest in your post was the so the word somatic and the like the amount yeah. that I want to talk about the combination of the somatic and the energy and finding that like within yourself within your body and your heart like you were saying that area of opening for me I learned to do that through Reiki and a technique called biosyn scanning what we would do essentially was use our hands to scan instead of our awareness and so we were scanning our bodies for where to go next with our hands okay. to then treat the body using the hands to run the energy mm -hmm. and John so Marl talks about that 
okay not aware of of that person but would love to be because yeah yeah. google him after this (laughs) okay okay into it i love rabbit holes yeah so over time what happened as i worked on myself my own body and then i started practicing on other bodies it was just revealed to me over time what was available to see for instance i had a friend that i was working on and she had a sweater on where her arm was covered and my hand went to this particular spot and i was like oh my gosh, whatever's here is just this powerful sigil and it looks like a spiral and it's glowing yellow. And oh my gosh, what is Mm. this that's here? And she pulls up her sleeve and she was like, absolutely. And so it's a spiral on her arm that was covered in flowers and that had been attuned to a specific energy. And she had that tattooed on her body. That was my experience of being drawn to something that was not visible to me, but felt within another after having that experience, it translated into shopping, walking down the supplement aisle and being like, hey, body, you're a magnet. Would you like to arrive for me in front of exactly what it is that my body requires today? So then I'd end up like, oh, here's magnesium. Oh, shoot, I, I feel that inside of me. Yeah. And so then I would challenge myself in that moment to be like, hey, am I going to sit here and like pranayama that magnesium? Can I breathe? Can I find the consciousness of it? And can I do that? Or do I need to purchase the supplement? Doing that alone takes me outside of that consumerism and capitalistic sort of paradigm and subset of information. So like using, mm-hmm. again, embodying these gifts then lays those patterns down within my life experience, as well as that natural grocers where I was standing in front of the supplements, that little field of information is then there. So when you walk into spaces and you get that lit feeling, you know, that, Ooh, this is tingly. Like there's something here, (laughs) you know, for me, like having worked in yoga studios, that's an intentional thing. That's something that occurs there. And it's, Again, that like that field that it's been saturated in. People have had that experience over and over and over again. So I find yeah. importance in doing that. And then in knowing too that we've now spoken for how long? I'm not sure, but I think we're pushing like, about an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. An hour, a little over an hour, maybe. I like it. So what I know is this podcast is now encoded with our consciousness and anybody out there that is in the question or is in their own curiosity about anything that you or I have spoken about today, that this podcast is like a beacon pulsing out that's like, oh, this consciousness exists and this other (laughs) one does too. And now they're speaking with each other. And one plus one equals three literally though and so then and for me three acts like a portal it acts like an opening to receive other awareness and to be open to play with that and so I yeah I like the idea of having a podcast because it leaves that imprint and I know when I will get particular information or seeds so my consciousness will sometimes make me aware of words I haven't read before So like one of those gifts is I call it my light writer. So I will sometimes even just get one letter at a time. And it's especially when it's like a word in a foreign language where like I, there wouldn't be a chance of me running across that word. Right. And so my awareness will usually write it in purple. And again, like (laughs) this is just, this is one of my things. And I, I don't know, I know it is a common experience, but also like it is what it is. And so then I'll Mm -hmm. write that thing down. And then it's a matter of going and looking. And I guess the way in which I knew that was available to me is I was in yoga teacher training and meditating one night. And I was like, had read about people that could automatic write. 
And I was like, oh, this sounds like a cool gift. Let's channel <laughs> things. And so I asked for that in meditation. And I remember getting out of it and having a note card and writing down a word, the word that I was given. And it was O-S-H-O. And I was like, that's not a real word. That's dumb universe. I don't know what <laughs> this is. I don't like this. I'm not doing this again. And so next day I go to yoga teacher training again and I'm with a friend and afterwards she's let's go to borders and get a coffee. And I was like, yeah, cool. And back when borders up, was a thing, back when borders was a thing, <laughs> have to throw that in there because it, it definitely is relevant to the time. you know. <laughs> so yeah, we, we end up walking up this set of stairs to the second floor and here it is just right in front of me on a bookshelf this neon yellow or neon pink book with o-s-h-o on the cover of it and i was like mm. no <laughs> no oh my god duh okay this this is a man and a person and what was wild is i had actually seen a vision of him along with this with these letters that I was given within this meditation but I didn't mm -hmm. know it at the time I was seeing lots of Indian gurus at the time in my mind space and so I wasn't necessarily yeah. here nor there I was like oh yeah that's what it is but then <laughs> to have that experience allowed me that that trust where you know at that time I was in a place where I was more frustrated with those experiences becoming more practical or like, hey, if I'm going to have these, I want to know how to use them. I don't just want a bunch of colorful stories. What's the purpose of this? And how does it work? And how can we replicate it? Yeah, and just explore that and have that yeah. be a, a gift. I was going to say skill, but I think yeah. I like the word gift. That's good. Well, in both. And when you first get into some of this stuff, it can be really overwhelming, especially if it's something you haven't seen other people do. And then there's also a place where it just, it becomes such a natural part of your experience. Or like you said, how do we even know sometimes who we are or what we have that's different unless right. we right. are seen? And yeah, and I think, yeah, like, so something that I tell people in relation to energy sessions my disclaimer prior to is that your body is the guide here and I'm here yeah. as a witness to your experience and I'm here to actively listen at the greatest depth that I've listened to my own body mm -hmm. and that naturally allows a space for that body and that person to be able to listen to their own that's nice yeah. And so that's just that I could sit there and quite literally do nothing and have just an incredible experience watching this body because my perception starts to shift too if I'm sitting with a body for, you know, that period of time. Yeah. And so then I see more, more movement and things that are less physicality within that body. And so that's where we, we have auras and those things that we see and describe coming out of sessions like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So many things to explore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I still feel now like a baby in this path. And I know in relation to some people that I talk to that I'm absolutely not, but really there's so much I don't know. But the more we learn, you know? the more we know we don't know. Yeah. The more, yeah, yeah it's, I think Einstein said that right. in some form, very I guess in like the realm of like physics and math and all that, but definitely in this world, the more you learn, the more you're like, there's so much. 
there's so much there's so much we just don't know potentially infinite yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) i would say most likely (laughs) most likely man well sarah thank you so much we're gonna have to do another one because i feel like we could keep going yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah this was wonderful i'm glad this worked out yeah me too